It's a jam-packed Friday episode of Locked On Canucks, where the biggest story isn't about Philip Hronick's debut or the Canucks' 7-2 thumping of the San Jose Sharks. It's about beloved broadcaster John Garrett announcing his retirement. Kyle, let's get it on like Cheech and Chong. It's Begsy <laughs> and it's Bowen, and you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, happy Friday, and thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and part-time credentialed media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. And before we dive into the show, um, we I know want one- to thank you for listening to Locked On Canucks, your team, every day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, a guy who I think would do a great job being a Whoa. color commentator, Kyle Bowen. What's going on? Not if, to hype you up or anything. If I replaced Cheech, maybe I could back it up because the nickname, you know, kind of connects. Not going to lie. kind of connects for BC reasons. But man, oh man, I I would definitely piss off a lot of a lot of viewers, man. Uh, they're, they're still not used to the voice. It is what it is. Welcome to Locked On Canucks, Kyle Bound, Trevor Bags. Right, every day we're doing it. Enough about me though. We'll get to the comments at the end of the show because we saved the best for last. But again, enough about me. Let's talk about the Canucks, and I guess let's not do that. Let's talk a, a lot about John Garrett for real because yeah. he's been he's been doing it a lot for us for. Two decades for me. Two decades for me, right? Jim Houston, John Garrett, John Shorthouse, John Garrett, and he's been supplying great commentary, great color commentary. He's been such a good sport, and not to not to get so negative off the rip, but when he made the announcement, I I got mad. I got mad because of the last decade of Canucks hockey. You know what I'm saying? I feel as if less yeah, people watched, that's, that's fair, man. And, and then yeah. less people got to experience the greatness of John Garrett, and he probably had less fun doing the job. Now, I know being a color commentator, privileged job, it's, it's pretty it's pretty fun, you know? You're, you're up there doing your thing. But at the same time, I mean, the games were just so meaningless. And, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk more highly about it, I guess, in a couple minutes. But, Bagsy, steal the show because, you know, reel it in, okay? Get the optimism here. Talk happy. Talk happy only because we're talking about John Garrett. Yeah, I, I got to say, I, I did have quite a few, you know, news and notes to touch on in regards to last night's game. There's Heroic's debut. I think Tonkin had some interesting post-game quotes, but the story is John Garrett. Yeah. I mean, this guy spent the last 20 years, you know, dedicating his life to covering the Vancouver Canucks and, and doing it in such a fun way, such an engaging way. And there's all kinds of stories poured in last night about people who have met John Garrett over the years and had positive interactions with him. I was listening to the post-game show on Sports on the Way Home, and some guy said he kept running to John Garrett at the Delta Save on Foods. Shout-out to Delta. Shout-out to Dude, Save on Foods. on that note, I served John Garrett a plate full of Wendy's. For real. No, really? He, I, worked, I, worked <laughs> no at, I worked at the Delta Wendy's <laughs> uh, on 120th. I worked there when I was a young chap. He ordered a couple meals for him and the, the friend that he was with. And I swear to you, man, uh, this is so cringe, but I was a young chap. I was, what, like 16 years old? I, I, I literally told my boss to, you know, push the order, like let them know that we'll bring it out to him and we'll cook it fresh. 
so I could just, you know, prepare it fresh and walk it out to his table. I did that for John Garrett, man. Real talk, the guy, again, did it for me for two decades. He entertained me. He made me dream. A big reason why I want to get in front of the camera and talk behind a microphone and do this thing is because of John Garrett, for real. And I, I think it's not just because, oh, yeah, you know, he was the guy doing it for the Canucks and the Canucks are the are the team or, or the, the entity that, again, got me into broadcasting. I also believe that because of his skill set, you know, John Garrett, Jim Houston, Dante, uh, not, well, Don Taylor, I'll add, I'll add Don Taylor to the mix, but I was about to say Dan Murphy. You know, they, they, they're pretty excellent at their job. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, Dan Murphy, by the way, rocking such a sharp suit last night. I give him kudos to that. He, uh, he appreciated that, but <laughs> just like a nice, sharp green suit. Anyways, beside the point, Dan Murphy looking like a stud. You know, John Garrett, you know, Kyle, you're the real MVP, man. Getting that fresh food for John Gotta Garrett. Gotta do it, so man. Come on, him. man. Um, but yeah, I mean, I actually met John Garrett a couple times myself. So as a kid, I was a young, a church-going lad uh, oh, with my man. family. And I remember turning around in church one time. There's a part of a Catholic Mass where you, you shake hands and offer a peace offering to the people around you. And I turned around and John Garrett's behind me. And I was like a starstruck, like little seven, eight-year-old <laughs> kid. I just remember like, it almost fell over, man. <laughs> and he, he knew, like he was like smiling at the time. I'm like, whoa, it's John Garrett. <laughs> and then uh actually i run i went to a canucks game with my buddy uh my buddy tony and we ran into him outside the arena one time and you know I, i'm personally not the kind of guy to like really go bother players and ask for photos and autographs but my buddy's like john garrett we need a photo and he just like <laughs> came he's like oh hey how you guys doing and yeah. ended up like posing for a selfie with us after the game so you know I, there's all kinds of story like stories like this this guy was just a genuinely good human being and again really really good at his job mm -hmm. you know I, I will say definitely had that canucks bias but like, come on it's a regional not, broadcast you know not, you want that in your broadcast dude, i don't give sure. a f bro have the bias for the west coast the best coast of canada have the bias for us it's all good for do you remember back in the day 2011 2010 that era embrace the hate embrace the hate embrace the hate that was our thing i know it's kind of not connected to this whole feeling around john garrett but just just you know what it's all good it's all about us it's all about us. It's all about us. It's us against the world. John Garrett was definitely part of us, and he'll he'll always be a part of us. And there was a note that he made that he would be involved in other types of broadcasts with Sportsnet. Maybe he'll be on a panel or something. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I'm yeah, curious to see what that's going to be all like about. He might. Yeah, I'm not. We're, we'll we'll let you know on Locked On Canucks when we get some news on it, but. It sounded like he might do some regional games, maybe some games that are in Vancouver on a part-time basis. Okay, um, but we'll have to we'll have to see how it goes. I know that was just some uh, some off-the-cuff reporting from Satchel on the Sportsnet post-game show last night. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, but he's been doing this for so long, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was I got to say I was writing an article for uh, Daily Hive this morning about potential replacements for for John Garrett, which uh, we'll get it, we're going to get into here <laughs> briefly, but. It's a couple interesting things I learned. So in 1984-85, when he retired, Perry Neal, the Canucks general manager at the time, actually offered him a position to be the Canucks assistant general manager. Nice. So it's crazy how Cheech's life could have changed. But then Harry Neal got fired, and the, that never materialized for John Garrett. And that's the reason why he went into broadcasting and uh, ended up being on Hockey Night in Canada, doing games for, for quite a long time in that part-time role. Um, and then during the 1994-95 lockout, this guy actually worked for UPS to uh, cover some bills. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, he just, uh, again, even, you know, almost 10 years after his NHL career, this guy kept grinding it out. 
nice. um, pay some bills and, you know, end up living his dream, you know, covering or traveling around covering this hockey team. So a uh, huge shout out to John Gary. He's uh, for forever and always will be a legend in this market. And you know, I think there's like multiple generations of fans who are, who are going to remember him. Oh yeah, man. Uh, uh, I want to add this too. It's uh, and I think we can all relate to this because there is that West coast bias and he was just the voice of the regional games and, he was always there. It was always, always so disappointing growing up. And, you know, the Canucks were a competitive team always in the playoffs. It was so disappointing not having him, you know, be a part of those broadcasts when the playoffs rolled around. So I just remember that being a, a standout moment year in and year out for my understanding and appreciation for John Garrett and how, yeah, I just always wanted him to be involved in the games I was watching. Yeah. Yeah, hey, makes sense, man. I mean, he, he's our boy. He's our boy at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, I do want to ask you ask you who will be our next boy or girl, <laughs> for that matter. Uh, I did write about some potential replacements for John Garrett this morning in a piece for Daily Hive. Uh, if you want to read all 13 of the people I suggested, go check it on Daily Hive. I can't, I can't do Rob dirty by just doing <laughs> all 13 on the show, but uh, uh, shout out to Rob Boys, Daily Hive. But Kyle, I'll ask you quick, you know, any any people in mind or any people in mind that you have for uh, replacing John Garrett as color commentator? I saw somebody mention Bieksa, but I don't feel as if that's good for the game, you know? I, I think Bieksa needs what? to... No, oh, I, I see I see, I I think, see what angle you're taking. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think Bieksa needs to be more more of like a face value type of person on a Saturday night. He just does so much for that panel. You know, you can't take him away. It's going to take away from the game. You get what I'm saying? That's the type of value yeah. that he needs to bring that's a great point. to the table. He has that charisma. I don't... I don't... Damn, bro. Could it be Randeep Janda? Could he Could he step in there? He could. He could. Randeep made my list. I I've, I love what he's brought yeah. to the table on Sportsnet 650 this season. I think his analysis is sharp. It would be a pretty big jump. This is his first full-time season mm-hmm. doing it for Sportsnet Radio. Um, but I think he's, he's ready for it, man. I love the way he analyzes the game. Uh, another great down-to-earth humble Whoa. dude. Um, so, yeah, lots of love for Randeep Janda. I'd, I'd love it if he was in that role. Oh, dude, uh, another guy I thought of something, man. I thought of something, man. <laughs> All right, we mentioned him a couple times, man. Chris Faber, man. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you know. Yo, I, he's I, got I the voice too, man. Yeah, Chris Faber would be, would be excellent. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, he, <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't say this on air, but I'm going to say it anyways. He, I, I wanted to put him on the list, but I, I think Rob wanted more uh, established candidates. You know, oh, Chris Faber's man. done some AHL gigs, uh, you know, uh, he he stepped in for the Abshire Canucks and done some color yeah. commentating for a few games, and he told me he's got some BC IHL experience through color commentating. Oh, Chris Faber, I think he's going to get there one day. Man. He's going to get I, there, I man. Yeah, Faber's got the ethic, the and he's he's got he's got he's got an iconic voice, man. On in the underground scene and what he's done online, we you know we all appreciate it, and maybe it's going to take some years for like the uh, the suits to appreciate it or whatever, but. I I don't know. I just heard it. I actually heard it in my head. I'm like, oh crap, dude. You know who would be really proud of that? Botchford, man, for real. That'd yeah, just be a crazy moment. Hundred yeah. percent. Anyways, go go go. Uh, let me let me toss out one more name, and then if you want to you know, learn the rest, go check out uh, my article coming out in Daily Hive. Uh, Scott Ridtool. Uh, this is more of the broadcaster realm. There's a lot of former players on my list, but you know Scott Ridtool. I love his voice. I actually think you and Scott Ridtool have similar voices. So when people poo poo on on your voice, I just Think of how beloved Scott Rintoul is in this market. <laughs> I think people are a bunch of uh, a bunch of hypocrites. I gotta stop myself, bro, man. Okay, so the mar- right you there. know how you say like the market poo poos on my voice, right? The the market that the it, 
it hasn't all come to us yet, right? We haven't got the the whole the whole brass, uh, the whole masses, you know, from the market, you know, hearing this voice yet. But it's funny how like the the hockey fans don't like it. But bro, I I went on a podcast uh, a month ago. Coaches don't play. Tons of viewers. Tons of listeners. And dude, the ladies love my voice. Dude, I love your voice, man. Your voice I'm is saying, sharp. Dude, it is what it is. I think I mumble a lot more than you do, to be honest. So, no, kudos to the listeners for for putting up with me and to a lesser extent you. But <laughs> I, I think your voice is sharper and crisper than mine, buddy. Did. Um, but speaking of pirate, tire, pirate pumping, tire pumping, my goodness. We're going to talk about uh, Philip Hronick and Dakota Joshua in our next segment. We're going to call it Trevor's Notes, presented by Kyle. But before we do that, let me tell you why I'm able to support my family. I use Indeed. Tell them. And if you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner who can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Indeed Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. Now, Kyle, one of the things I love about Indeed, and you know, I, I can't, you know, there's some confidentiality going on, but you know, at my day job, we're hiring right now. And guess what we're using? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're using Indeed. Okay. Damn. Just, just let me know, man. Hey, just we're using Indeed so too. Experience. We're using Indeed too. Remember, man, if you got, if you want to be our assistant, fourteen twenty-five an hour. All right, just deliver us coffee. There you go. Man, you put, it, put the comment below. Comment below if you we, want the job. We've said this. We've said this three times this week, and you have changed the, the <laughs> hourly rate three times. So I don't know I, any candidate that wants to apply for this job. I don't know if you can trust Kyle Bow, and I'm just going to say that. <laughs> uh, but if you're an employer, start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com/lockedon. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com/lockedon to claim your $75 credit before march 31st indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions supply need to hire you need indeed perfect perfect locked on canucks kyle bound trevor begs heronic man yo you're you're a lucky dude man you've been living a crazy life because so many things are happening right jobs going well daughter's doing well wife's doing well hey newborn coming soon you're doing busy things and then yesterday you were in the building for one of the biggest days in canucks history (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> holy that's that's a stretch man but i'll, I'll let you have the floor <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh it's it's something that again i said yesterday and i i don't i'm not gonna take it back i just again think that next season matters so much we've already been through so much in the last 10 11 12 years and there was an opportunity again for the canucks to be more patient and give the fans what they want and they decided to pull the plug on that and trade for Heronic and it really just sets the tone for the importance of next season and you know I think we've seen what Patterson can do and Hughes can do and I think they're the only person that could have a say in this debate is Demko because I was about to say who's the most important player going into next season and it's Philip Heronic or Thatcher Demko real talk real talk because they made the trade and they also need this guy to be so 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 good. So I know it's only it was only one game, and it was against the worst team in the league, and it was against that fool James Reimer. How did you feel about Philip Ronis play? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it wasn't anything incredibly flashy, although, you know, I, I liked it overall. I liked it overall. He made some plays at the blue line that I found very interesting. He did a little uh, kind of fake one way on the blue line, fake the other way. He did a couple no-look passes. And, you know, at the end of the day, man, this guy played 24-25, leading all Canucks skaters, including Quinn, Quinn Hughes. And, you know, I don't think that was the plan going in, but Christian Willandon played like 90 seconds of the game and was injured really early on. Um, so Hronik ended up playing 758 with Ethan Bear, where Bear played left defense. Uh, he played 632 with Hughes, and he played 430 with Burroughs, where he had where Hronik himself had some time playing left defense. So guy was all over the place, man. He got a little bit pee one time with Quinn Hughes as well. They didn't look great, but again, first game, hard to really judge. But overall, I you know I like his poise. You you can see that he likes to rush the puck. Um, he's not over. He wasn't overly physical on the boards, but he doesn't let guys get by him either. So, you know, honestly, all in all, a really solid debut. I'm definitely curious to see how he does against some stiffer competition. I mean, the San Jose Sharks last night. Their first line was Noah Gregor, what, Tomas Hurdle, Noah, what, and yeah, Noah Gregor. I don't yeah, know what that guy did. That guy's something else, man. It was funny. I was sitting beside Patrick Johnson in the, from the province in the booth last night. He's just like Noah Gregor. Didn't he write for Nux Misconduct? <laughs> He was talking about Noah Strang. Shout out to Noah Strang. Now uh, now a member of Canucks Army. But, uh, <laughs> that's a crazy joke, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it took me five seconds. I was like, what the hell? I'm like, what are you talking about, man? That's like, a good oh, one, I, I don't see where you're trying to go with that. But uh, yeah, great debut for Rodick. And um, another guy who stood out to me last night was Dakota Joshua. Oh, come on, man. You're going to really do this? We're going to talk about Dakota Joshua, fourth liner. I know he scored 10 goals in 68 games. I know Rick Talk. Okay. It's like, oh, this guy's going to put up 20. Dude, let's, let's keep it off Philip Ronick. Can I ask you one question? What were okay, the other right, people right. in the press box saying about Philip Ronick? Because you were in there. What are the, uh, the other heads saying? Honestly, it was there wasn't a ton of talk about him. I know uh, Harmon Dial was up there, and uh, he was kind of debating whether to do like a shift by shift breakdown or like a thematic breakdown. Oh my god! Approach play at like power play, even strength, penalty kill. But again, it wasn't an incredibly flashy game from Hronik. Like there wasn't a lot of discussion about like, oh, look at this play, look at that play. It was just you know he was out there doing his thing. He was solid. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a spectacular performance, but he was solid last night. Is he is he going to be like Dan Hamus, but maybe with 10 more points? Maybe with 20 more points? No, no, 15 more points? I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I, I think Dan Hamus was a defense-first guy. Get the puck out of the zone quickly. Philip Hronick really likes to carry the puck. Okay. He's not really a get at the puck on a stick and get it out quick. He wants to carry the puck out of the zone. So I, I don't see a ton of similarities with Ham Hughes. I mean, we'll see kind of uh, how things transpire as we get more time to view him. But uh, interesting quote from Talkie last night when he was asked about Hronik's play. And I'm paraphrasing, but something along the lines of, I like his swag. There you go. The swag, man. The swag matters, man. swag, buddy. Yeah. Swag oh, matters, man. man. I, I know this is, this is a Cheech first episode, but that'd be a funny, uh, <laughs> a funny title for the photo description. Hronik's swag. Hronik's swag. Oh, oh man. But, oh, man. Again, solid performance. And again, he played with three different defensemen last night for extended periods of time. So, you know, it was, uh, it was an interesting debut for Hronik for sure. It was. It was. And we'll, we'll carry on with your notes. Okay, Trevor's notes brought All to right. you by Kyle. This is going to be a regular occurrence on this program, Locked on Canucks, right? I'll, I'll let you talk yeah, about. I stole your thunder, my buddy. No, no it's all good. Bad, I, I'll let you talk about Dakota Joshua now. Okay, so you you, you tweeted out that quote. Tockett believes there's more in him. Pulled out the whole twenty goals thing. Talk to me about Dakota Joshua. You've been to more games. You've watched more games. Do you actually think that's possible? Maybe not twenty goals, but is he going to be a perennial fourteen goal scorer, fifteen goal scorer? 
Do you see that actually happening with Dakota Joshua? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I could see an outlier season, maybe where he has 15, but I personally don't see him as that kind of guy. But, you know, I, I like that quote took me by surprise, to be honest, when I asked Rick Tockett about Dakota Joshua when he said he could score 20 goals. And, you know, the, the quote I put on Twitter was paraphrased, but he basically said, like, there's another level to his game. He talked about, he basically rolled his eyes at his own comment. But he's like, I know I keep talking about big summers, but Dakota Joshua's another guy's got to have a big summer. <laughs> oh my God. And he basically man. said, like, he didn't want to put pressure on the guy, but with, if he puts in the work, he could be a 20 goal guy in the NHL. And I, oh my I God. honestly like the little eyebrow raise, like as I'm looking, talking in the eye, I was like, really? Big summer. Dakota Joshua. What, what's but, going on uh, with this? What's going on this summer? Big summer. Big summer for the Vancouver Canucks. And it kind of makes sense. It kind of aligns with what I've been saying, right? Straight up, next season matters. So yeah. this summer matters, bro. I don't think anyone's going on vacation. I don't think any of these players are going home. I think they're staying in Vancouver for the two months, three months. Uh, I, and they're I just trading with talking. I got to give a quick shout out to Gemma Carson Smith of the Canadian Press. You know, when uh, I think Jeff Patterson followed up on my question with, like, are you going to work out with these guys? And he <laughs> basically said, like, he's not going to work out with them, but he wants to be involved uh, in the process. He's not just doesn't want to just pass it off to the trainers and be gone for four or five months. He wants to be involved in the process. And then Gemma Carson Smith followed up with, uh, are you going to turn from Rick Talkett and Rick Steves and travel around the world to work <laughs> out with these guys or watch these guys? I was like, that was a golden question. You know, shout out to Gemma Carson Smith. That was hilarious. Uh, Rick Steves, in case anyone doesn't know, he's uh, it's like a doc- a traveling documentary filmmaker that was on like PBS for a long time. But oh, man. That, was, that was a great little Well, he might do it, man. Talkett might have to do that. Things have to change, so... You know, with next season mattering and things having to change and this being a big summer, I think, you know, we might have to see it, man. Talking might have to be involved in every step of the way. Yo, he might have to go out with the boys, yo, for real. This summer, a couple music festivals, right? A couple concerts, a couple bar crawls, right? Just team bonding from the coach down 100%. Okay, last question from Trevor's Notes. Kuzmenko was not satisfied with 35 goals. He wants to get to 40 to 45. This, this is such a fascinating story, and what a character, what a bright spot for the Vancouver Canucks, and this is, again, I'll say for the fourth time, next season matters because that way the league can know more about Andre Kuzmenko, and we'll get more out of him, and he's just a fun guy. The NHL needs guys like this, and since this guy's planted in Vancouver, I just feel as if he could be one of the most popular, popular players in the NHL. Kuzmenko was that guy. Yeah, 100%. Uh, honestly, I, I was in that scrum, and I didn't even hear him say that originally. It was only on my drive home when I heard the interview again. I'm like, oh, man, he said that? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's the kind of guy you want on your team, right? Um, you know, if he hits 40 this season, and you know, he's got 11 games left to do it. It's not impossible. He needs five goals in the next 11 games. So, yeah, it's that's the kind of guy you want on your team. And, you know, I think one of his first comments last night that I did actually hear was that basically – he said this before his 45 comment, but basically that he wasn't playing great and he wasn't satisfied with the way he was playing either. Okay. And, you know, maybe part of that probably has to do with the benching from Tuesday night against Vegas. But, yeah. Um, I do hope this guy continues to be motivated because oh, this Canucks team, such, despite individual successes, has a long ways to go. Such an unbelievable player. And I know we're getting close to the break and we'll, we'll end it out on this. Just the, just the ability to be disciplined and resilient when things do happen, you're getting benched. And also the ability to do things in tight places in the middle of the offensive zone and just dictate play. Like, dude, the goal he scored yesterday was kind of similar to what he did against Ottawa just a little bit, and it's 
I feel as if we're always going to get that from this guy. And I like how he's always asking for the puck, too. There's just a lot of confidence with Kuzmenko. PD knows his skill set very well. He trusts Kuzmenko. That's going to be a really dangerous one-two punch for years and years and years to go. You're listening to Locked on Canucks. we got to talk about FanDuel. Trevor, are you going to win some money or what, man? Is it happening? Is it happening? Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to win money, but you had the chance to win money by using FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Uh-huh. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Woo. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super-duper easy to use. Easy, easy. Then you can bet on easy. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. Cha-ching. Now, whether you want to bet on my trailblazers, whether you want to bet on Kyle's Golden State Warriors, whether you Warriors. think LeBron and the Lakers are going to rise up the standings, you could do it all. LeBron by James. combining your bets for a bigger payout with same-game parlays. <laughs> LeBron James. <laughs> so don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. If you're listening to this or watching this, hey, I'm, I'm sending you blessings. Make a bet. Win big. Play responsibly. Use FanDuel. Okay, Locked on Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. We got to the end of the show, the best part of the show, right? We got we to gotta end it off with the people in the comments. I got a couple here. We had one from Jay, Jay Dak, and he commented, I'm in, I'm in fact watching from Surrey. We did ask the viewers, if we did have any Surrey viewers here. We're trying to, you know, we're trying to do it, okay? This is Surrey's Canuck show. Real talk. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bound from Surrey, the heart of Surrey. We know a lot of us are there. We've seen the vi- we've seen the visuals, okay? We, you know, we, we saw it today, too, okay? We saw it today, too. ESPN is coming out with oh, no. a 30 for 30 documentary covering the riots from 2011, right? And they're probably going to chime in on, on what happened in 1994, too. I didn't see any of that going on in Scott Road in Surrey. There's buildings there. Point, there there's a passionate fan base there. There's thousands of people there. Didn't see that happening in Surrey. I saw Bondi tweet at me. Oh, look, look, the, the, the spotlight, you know, like he, he took a little shot at Surrey. Come on, Bondi. We weren't there. We weren't there. Yeah, for, okay, that happened in Vancouver. Spoiled, spoiled that happened in Burnaby Vancouver. Kid, get out of here. Spoiled Burnaby kid. Nothing was happening like that in Surrey. Surrey, dude, I wouldn't be surprised in 45 years if the Canucks moved to Surrey, especially if they're <laughs> Especially if there's no no Stanley Cup, you know? For real. We're about, about to change it up, okay? For real. Shout out to Surrey. Shout out to the Surrey Canucks. And shout out to that commenter. We also got this one, too, from Marky Mark. And it's like it's like this guy predicted about what we we're going to talk about on today's episode. Because he said this on yesterday's episode. One more question for the boys. What do you personally think is a harder job? And which would you be more preferable to you? I, I might have said that wrong. Color commentary or play-by-play? Dude, color commentary is the nothing against Cheech. That's the dream job. That's the I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to know the numbers. Well, I don't want to do that stuff. I don't want to have to focus that hard. I just want to chime in every forty-five seconds about what's going on. That the, the color commentary job is one of the dream jobs in the world of sports. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to disagree with you. I, I see where you're going. Like the the color commentary job is, is the easier one, is the dream job. But yeah, probably my dream as a kid was to be the play-by-play guy. So. You nerd. Um, yeah, that would, that would maybe if, if you and I, you know, rise up the ranks here and, and there's an opening, I think you and I would, I'd be play by play, you'd be color. Yeah, you know? for the Surrey Canucks. Yeah, for the Surrey Canucks. Surrey Canucks, yeah, when we're like 67 <laughs> yeah, years perfect, old. Yeah, perfect, man. Go, Who else are they going to bring <laughs> out, man? We rep in Surrey when it comes to the voices, right? The Vancouver Canucks hockey. Uh, before yeah. we get out of here, I do want to chime in. I don't know if 
Trevor, actually, I know Trevor's going to want to chime in on this because he's more about this than really anyone I really know. But, yo, yo, NHL, bro, what the F is wrong with you? For real. It's, it's gross what's happening right now. I'm not surprised, but it's definitely not good enough. And the sport is, it's in a gross spot. All these players not wanting to wear the jersey, you know, it's just the, the pride jersey and not, not doing the most when, again, trying to welcome in this, I, I, you know, sometimes I, I don't even like using the words like this, commu- these communities, blah, blah, because it's like, it's people. It's nice people. It's good people. It's not that deep. And stop being, stop being hypocrites. Yo, how could Eric Stahl and the other Stahl say they're not going to wear the jersey for re- religious region- reasons, and then there's pictures of Stahl wearing the pride jersey in Montreal, and then Stahl a couple years later, after not wearing the jersey, tells the reporters, I didn't wear no jersey. You're such yeah, a loser. A, you're such a, a loser, coward, dude. You're not even just a coward, bro. Coward. You are just a hater. And, dude, you're, yeah. you're scum. For real, yeah. man. Yo, he nice. Just come people. out and say I'm a bigot, dude. That's what he should come out and dude, say. To be dude, honest, dude, it's it's been a really, really tough year when it comes to this game. Not, 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 not even just tough year. It's been like a four or five year stretch of just story after story after story about how not inclusive this game is, and it's it's gross, man. It's really gross, and it's not as if I've had enough of it, but. Well, I, I have had enough of it, no, but I've it's, had enough it's, of it. it's 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 just, it's just you, you got hope. You hope that it will change, but dude, this year's been messed up and it's gross. It's kind of gross covering this game too because you want it to grow, but bro, this game does not deserve to grow. It doesn't. Yeah, I, I will say, and you know, maybe I'll take the glass half full approach on the way out, but I think most people understand that what Stahl's doing, what James Reimer is doing, what Ivan Provorov did, it's it's disgusting. Okay, there's not yeah. really a place for it in today's game. Um, I was happy to see Reimer get jeered by the Canucks crowd last night. I was yeah. cheering for him to give up the touchdown, which he did. And yeah, you know what? There's there are signs of hope. You look in the Losers. WHL, and you know, Luke Luke Prokop, uh, who is an openly gay player drafted by the Nashville Predators, uh, plays for the Seattle Thunderbirds. He got traded there recently. Um, the Seattle Thunderbirds again are a WHL contending team. I believe it was the Thunderbirds and the Kamloops Blazers played the WHL game, and they wore their pride jerseys for the whole game. Okay, beautiful in a game where there's an openly gay player on the team. So. There is hope for this game with the younger generation going forward. I'm all over no the place. place I'm mad, bro. Being an, being an effing coward, Dude, man. I'm just mad, bro. Like, just... What, what a crappy way for them to end their career. Like Eric Stahl and Mark Stahl are on the way out the door, and Dude. this is how you want to end your career? Get out, man. Just Dude, retire today. Just... Get out of here. We don't need you. Yo. Like, dude, it's, it's all about love. You got to lead with love, and you got to support nice people. Simple. You got to support nice people. Stupid, yo. Anyways, Locked on Canucks, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Bags. Give us the outro. I got to go. I got to go to a meeting, okay? All right, let's get out of here, buddy. Thanks for listening to this episode of Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Now make your second listen game to game. Locked on NHL. Every moment, every performance, every result. Locked on game to game covers every game from across Locked on NHL with local analysis that only Locked on can deliver. Follow game to game on Locked on NHL, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. I'm Trevor Banks. He's Kyle Bowen. And we thank you for listening to Locked on Canucks. Peace, 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 peace. Your Locked on Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.